Hi, I'm Laura. Since I was young, I had a little voice in my head that said, why are we here? And there must be something more. I've spent years researching about life and why some people find massive success and some don't. So let's connect here weekly and talk about topics that will elevate our soul and inspire greatness from within. I believe together we are powerful, that we can all tap into abundance in a moment and sparkle from within. So let's connect over fun topics like fashion, business, mindset, spirituality, and more. This is the I Am Laura podcast show. We're sparkling inside out. We'll empower our tomorrow. Welcome, welcome to the show. I am so excited and honored to have Scotty on the show today. I met Scotty through a friend telling me I needed to read his book and I just was blown away. I was sitting at LA airport and I was just like, it was just a page turner. Oh, one, two, three. It just got me so excited. And I just love Scotty's mind. And so I asked him to come to the show today to talk about his experience, his ups and his downs and share his knowledge with all of you. So if you love shows like this, please, 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 please do hit the subscribe, follow wherever you're watching YouTube or podcast. It really helps us provide you with some great, exciting stories that can really inspire and ignite a fire within. So Scotty, my friend, I'm so excited you're here today. Thank you so much. Hey, it's great to be here. And hi to everyone who's listening or watching. So, Scotty, a lot of our viewers, because I'm Australian, but I live in the U.S., are actually in the U.S. So, uh, for the viewers, if my accent gets a little bit more Australian, you'll know why, because I'm speaking to an Aussie, not not a cousin, not technically, but (laughs) I love it so much. So, tell me uh, your personal life. So, you are a surfer, and um, yeah, tell me a bit about your background for the viewers. So, I live halfway between Sydney and Brisbane, so... Um, but yeah, definitely a surfer. Uh, didn't surf a lot in my 20s. I was too busy working, became a born again surfer. Turns out they liked my surfing. So I started competing <laughs> again. And I actually did pretty well. I actually won a heap of competitions and went all the way to the world titles. And uh, wow. yeah, so I became born again surfer, I guess, you know, so for, for all the right reasons for health, for spirit, spirituality, you know, because being in the ocean is very spiritual. Uh, but it does so many things and everyone I think needs a sport, whether it's riding a bike or whether it's golf or whether it's bushwalking, you know, it's, it's part of that whole mental balance thing, healthy, wealthy, and wise. Oh, Scotty, I love that you said that because I was reading your book and I was wondering, I was wondering if you had a spiritual sort of side to you because a lot of the things are all about like positive mindset and, you know, all that. And so tell me, I would love to, and we're getting really deep really quickly here. So maybe, maybe you'll have to back up a little bit, but tell me how, I mean, in your life, have you always been that way, really connected to your inner body and being guided by things or was it, was there a time where you were in your head and kind of like tuned into the exterior world? Like walk me through. It's actually a really difficult question for me to talk about because okay. I wasn't always like this, but I'll go back and I'll, I'll open up a little bit for the audience. So in high school, I actually, as I went into high school, I didn't actually have any friends. I was a kid walking around school without any friends. And the whole journey of high school for me was a journey of discovery. And I managed to make it through, right? So I didn't, I didn't do anything bad to myself or, you know, I went a bit of a wild journey. And I came out the other side very, very much so uh, believing in myself and my inner self, my instincts and those sorts of things. And it was that adversity that led me to, to be able to have that confidence in myself and know that I can back myself. 
And, you know, would I much rather had a heap of mates at school and been accepted and, and all those sorts of wonderful things that a lot of people get? Yeah, I would have much rather that. But at the same time, that's why I'm very self-confident and, and I've gone through that hurdle of having to take a bet on myself if I'm going to do anything or get anywhere. You know, it just became up to me. So the benefit of that was as I went through my 20s and 30s, and it came to business or opportunities, well, all I had to do was follow my gut instincts. I'd already trusted them for so long. So I just followed my gut instincts instead of instead of someone giving me that buyer's remorse, or you should have, you could have, you had of, you know, all that stuff. All I did was believe in what I thought was right and just followed my gut instincts. Oh, I love that so much. Did we hear that, everyone? Followed the feeling inside our gut because we get so caught up in the how-to in the head, right? And I'd love to talk about mindset for business in a little bit when we get to your book. But like, I think we we just don't listen to our body enough and we just, you know, flippantly go, oh, it's nothing. I have to think about the how-to. But you intuitively knew how to tap into your gut and listen to that. And that's what guided you to being super successful. And let's get to your book. I just have to read this little tiny intro in your book. It's about Scotty. Um, so um, am I pronouncing your second name correctly? Schindler? I love that name. Is that Schindler? That's, that's the Australian way of saying it. The American oh. way would be Schindler. Schindler. Yeah, love it. <laughs> okay. Scotty Schindler. I love that so much. Scotty Schindler is a business and sports leader proudly from... I have never actually pronounced this word before. Sawtell? Sawtell? You got it. New South Wales. I love that. I haven't been there, but I have to visit now. Um, so that's in New South Wales in Australia. Uh, now that retired startup founder and CEO of Renet, he is recognized as a leader, Aussie business identity, and keen surfer who has won multiple surfing titles. An overview of Scotty's life shows and inevitable ability to achieve success in anything he pursues. Now, ladies and gentlemen, it's that right there why I wanted to bring Scotty onto the show because success is something that I, it just like there's a burning desire to know and learn about and share stories because I believe when we can share stories of success, if you just pick up one or two tips or tricks and apply it to your life, you can really find massive success in your life as we go on. So tell me, oh my goodness, you guys have to get this book. Link is below. It's called Five Systems of Successful People. It's a page turner if you are in business or thinking about getting into business and being super successful. So tell me about your journey in business. So you've run teams, you've been in sales. Um, yeah, tell me about your journey. It was, it was a pretty good apprenticeship. I did 10 years working for an American insurance company and, uh, you know, I actually don't know how I lasted for the 10 years, to tell you the truth, but I did last 10 years and it was the best, like the best apprenticeship ever. So I'm so glad that I went through all that. But just to help with one line here, um, I had someone else write the bio for me and where it says, you know, it almost sounds like I've never failed in this intro that you just gave, right? So in that <laughs> Yes. Which isn't true, right? <laughs> Every person who's been successful has failure as well. That's what makes them successful. That's how they learn from those things and respond. And, you know, um, you know and, and what's in that intro, all of it's true. But, you know, you, you could be perceived to say, well, Scotty's so lucky. And people say that sometimes. I go, yeah, look, I am lucky. And I totally agree. I even say I'm lucky because a lot of people are trying and never actually get what I got. So I am lucky. And some of that's to do with that self-confidence and so on and self-belief. But, you know, I actually had six attempts at starting up a company. 
So when I left the insurance business in 2000, I had six attempts at starting up a company. And not that they all failed, but they failed for different reasons and, and just didn't get traction or the partner I was with and blah, blah, blah. And Renet was the basically the sixth one or the one I got traction in at the end. So I, I ran with Renet, which was a real estate software company. So then I had to, once I thought that was working, I then had to start the process again. Okay, now I've, got to have, now I've actually got to start the company. I've got to build the company and I've got to make it work. So all in all, from a concept to making, you know, having that belief that I actually now have a company, I have staff, I have clients, I have revenue, it was nearly a four-year journey of, you know, trial and tribulation. In fact, the little funny story was after the first year of trying, yeah, my wife was giving me a hard time and all that sort of stuff. Because it looked like I was just playing on computers all day, right? But I was trying to learn. I was trying to develop skills. And, you know, I was getting a few sales and I was selling a few website designs, but I wasn't really getting what I wanted to develop as a company that was a smart company or a smart business at that point. Not necessarily a company, just a business. And uh, I started applying for jobs. I started looking for work. And I applied for these jobs in the sales industry again because that's what I just spent 10 years in. And not only did I not get a job, I never even got a job interview. So I was forced to keep going. And then in May 2001, I bought some books on programming and that changed everything. I thought, oh, now I can actually be smart. I can actually make some intelligent things happen with this internet thingy back at the time, right? It was before software as a service was a term. It was before cloud was a term. Um, yeah, everything was, and some people say I was a trailblazer, but I wasn't, you know, there was a big technology crash in 2000, you know? So anyway, I managed to pull through all that and I did start a company and I did have to teach people what Google was. <laughs> What's Google? Who'd go to Google? Well, you know, it's a good search engine. I think it's best anyway. Now it turns out that it is. <laughs> I love that so much. So what I hear in that, Scotty, is you had this burning desire to do something in this world and you just found your areas because you just kept on doing the things, you kept, kept on following the enjoyment and the love. Would I be right in saying that? What I did was I had a strong belief in what I wanted to have as a successful company. I believe mm -hmm. there were certain things the company had to do um, to be to be the company I wanted to have or create or start. Yeah, if there was any potential over the 10 years, it had to follow certain rules. And those systems were what I learned through the insurance business. Mm -hmm. You know, renewable income, repeatable income, you know, teams and all these sorts of things, learning and all these things had to actually happen for me to go, this is right. And that's why one of the startups I did, which was internet security and networking, I gave up on the very first client. I said, this isn't what I want. I mean, this, even if there's money in this business, it's not really the business I want. I may as well be a lawnmower or a mechanic. You know, I don't want to do that. I want something that's going to be intelligent and grow. Nowadays, it's, it's almost normal. Everyone wants the renewable income. Everyone wants a subscription-based model. But back then, it wasn't new. Sorry, it was new. It wasn't actually the norm. You know, so I had to go through all the resistance of people saying, well, why can't I buy the software? Oh, well, you don't. I see. You, you, you yeah. have to rent the software. No, no, but I want to buy the software. I want to get a copy of the software. I want to put it on my computer, which is how software got distributed on disks. Wow. You, you go in the computer shop, you buy a disk, you put it on your computer. And I said, no, I don't want to do that. I want to, I want to be at the, you know, everything can be mobile. I was a traveling sales rep for 10 years. Wow. So I figured people wanted to be mobile and do things. So anyway, it turns out I was right. I just had to try and get traction somewhere and I did. So Love that. And tell me, how did you get traction? Door knocking. <laughs> there it is. The hard yard. Door knocking, going to work, talking to people, asking yeah. for business. Mm -hmm. literally door knocking. In fact, the funny thing is a lot of people say, you know, oh, my son or daughter's into IT. What should they do? I say, learn how to sell. 
-hmm. Learn how to get paid for what you're good at. And if you can get paid for what you're good at, well, then you're going to make some money, right? But you can be good at something technically really smart, but not get paid. So I now have people who come and ask me, Scott, I'm a professor, I'm a lawyer, you know, but I, I, I need to know how to get my word out there and get paid for what I'm good at. So technically, they're really super smart, way smarter than me. But they can't get paid for what they actually do. They don't get the value back from that technical skill set they've got. Mm -hmm. So if you can learn how to have a conversation with people and get paid for that conversation that you're having and yeah. create that win-win-win situation, well, the world's your oyster. But sales, and I'm going to say this out loud, is a forgotten trade. People think putting a post on social media is selling. Well, it's not even selling. It's just, it's not even marketing. It's just, you know, it's, it's brand awareness, if you like. Uh, marketing is another story again, but sales is actually, you know, I say to people, now, how many prospecting calls have you done? Oh, well, I haven't done any. You know, how many prospecting people are you going to talk to this week? Well, I haven't really made any plans for that. Well, how are you going to grow your business? How are you going to grow your business? You're just waiting for the phone to ring and someone ring up and say, can I buy from you? Well, it does happen, but you want to you want to increase your business, you have to go find your business. See, here's the thing, right? And you'd understand this. Look, it's called making money for a reason. You actually have to make money. So when you see someone, they go, man, they make a lot of money because they make opportunities happen. They drive the business. They don't wait for the business. Mm -hmm. And if you can get some perpetual motion out of that, fantastic. But that's that attitude. That's we go back to that attitude. Now, if it's to be, it's up to me and I have to go to work and I have to make it happen. I love that. And you understand so well about systems and reading your book. It's just so clear. It was so clear and concise of what you were trying to say. A part of the book and everyone go get it. Links are below. Go. It's just seriously a page turner if you love and are excited about business or have a business or thinking about getting into one. But you do talk about building relationships quite a lot networking and I love that you said you know don't go to networking to get money let's talk about that for a second I think that that's really powerful right there like how would you build a network well yeah so networking is interesting thing right so you know I'm, I'm quite an introvert not an extrovert so when I go to networking events I'm not the one running around up in lights look I'll stand on the stage and talk to everyone all day right that's fine but when it comes to walking around the room and working the room I'm not that good at it not to say I don't think networking events aren't good. You know, they are great. And I catch up with people and I have some conversations. I meet some nice people. But the reason why I talk about it a little bit in the book as part of business judo is it's because it's about the network of people you have around you that you get to know, like, and trust. So some people think networking is going to networking events when it's not. You know, it's not just who you know, but it's also who knows you, who's talking about you when you've left the room. Who's in your network or who can you go and have a coffee with from time to time or catch up with a Zoom on a one-on-one? -on -one? doesn't seem like a big networking event. You're just catching up with someone one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, but you mentioned Joe Nippetus from Sydney, part of the network. Does it make sense? Yes, absolutely. We've never been to a networking event together ever. Yeah, so, yeah. Totally. Yeah. So, um, so if you didn't catch that, everyone, uh, someone who I know, love and adore, uh, she's almost like my spiritual mom, to be honest with you. She has a networking group on the Northern Beaches, and she had come in contact with Scotty. I'm not actually quite sure. I think she saw you in an event or your book or something. That's it. She uh, saw me speaking in 2018. I was a keynote. There you go. And she messaged me of a picture of the book, which there you go. All the notes are hanging out there. <laughs> 
Um, and I was like, literally, I didn't even wait. I just went and bought the book, read it. And I was like, I have to talk to Scotty and share his story. So, um, so uh, yes, the judo, um, uh, success, sorry, business judo is one of the, the chapters and it's just so, so magical. So, um, oh, I love this so much. So you talked about money in one of your chapters. Um, there was a point where you had no money at all and you didn't even know, well, not at all, but you didn't know how to pay your stuff sort of thing. And at a moment in time when some people would have just given up and gone, oh, well, it was a good try. Let's move on. You was You were like, not taking no for an answer sort of thing. You're like, I'm going to make it work. So in that moment, how did you feel and how did you step forward on a positive and, and win? You know, yeah, I'll describe win. that event. In fact, you want to know the irony is I found that bank statement. Did you? <laughs> I've actually found the bank statement. I actually can tell you the date. I just can't remember. I, just, I was only looking at it two days ago. So I've actually got the wow. bank statement and the date now. And it was, I said $1,700 in the book because that was my memory, but it turned out to be $1,690 something dollars. But anyway. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> so basically, I woke up in the morning on that Monday morning and realized that if I ended up at the end of the week with the same amount of money, I wouldn't be able to afford wages. So even though people owed me money, it was, a, it was one of those times in business where I went, this isn't good. So what do I do? See, the thing with positive mental attitude is it doesn't mean things aren't going to go wrong. Things are going to go wrong all the time. Positive mental attitude means how do you actually not only uh, turn negatives into positives, you turn disadvantages into complete advantages. You completely flip the narrative. So what I had to do was sit down and go, okay, well, if business keeps going this way, even though I wasn't going broke, but if business kept on going this way, I, I, I'm not going to run a very good business. I have to change something. So how do I get this situation and try not to have it happen again, but better still turn that situation into a complete advantage. And I'm talking about for me, I'm talking about for everybody. So we had systems in the business meant we should never have been in that position, but people weren't following the system properly. So I, I created a system that day that allowed people not only to get paid more money in the business in, as staff, they actually got to be paid what they're worth. So I created wow. a bonus system. Okay. And then I never, ever went through that situation ever again. I only had it happen once and completely flipped it. See, anyone can manage things when things are good. Yeah. What sets people apart and what makes successful people is that people have the ability, ability to be able to flip the situations, flip mm -hmm. the negatives into positives or disadvantages and complete advantages. So rather than just being positive and being smiley and happy, oh, you know, it's all good. No, that's not what a positive mental attitude really means. It means you've got the ability to be able to look at things and actually go, okay, what's... So what, what is it that this... Every disadvantage has the seed of equal or greater advantage. I think it was Napoleon Hill. But the catch is, when you look at that, positive mental attitude means you have to go looking for that advantage. That's Ooh, the I difference that. between... That's the difference between the ordinary and the extraordinary. The bit extra is they go looking for the advantages. It's not enough just to know that quote. Yeah. You've got to take some action and go, okay, what am I going to do here to flip the narrative and turn this completely into an advantage as opposed mm -hmm. to just being positive and going, okay, no, no, I'm going to stay happy and smiley. That's not the yeah. point. I love that. So Scotty, let's just put it into my language in, in case people heard those nuances in there, but that was gorgeous. It was, sorry, not gorgeous. It was Go brilliant. It. it was divine. <laughs> um, so there was a situation in his business that Scotty, it was not ideal. And he noticed that there was flaws or there was 
things not happening in his business systems were not working. So instead of giving up and walking away and going, I'm a failure, he drove forward, he looked for what needed to be fixed, and he made it an, a, better, a better environment for everyone in his team and himself, everyone included, to then uh, work better, work faster, and everyone was happy and the energies were elevated. So everyone's working in a better culture. Oh, I love that so much. And this is the true my, uh, mindset for success, right? Don't give up just keep on going. It's so it's so easy to just give it up and walk away. But then you've got in business, you've got all these people that you're responsible for. It's your responsibility to really find what's not working and fix it, right? Yeah, or, or let it go. Okay. Yeah, you know, sometimes it's let it go. Okay, that's not working. Yeah. yeah. But but you've got to have that mental attitude to go, but what am I yeah. flipping it with? I've got to find a better way. If that's not working, well, so be it. It's not, we don't want to be like a dog chasing a car either, right? We've got yeah. to actually go, okay, well, that's not working, but it's not going to change me or my attitude and what I want to achieve in life. I've just got to find a better way of doing that, okay? Mm -hmm. And that's that involvement. And that's that ability to be able to go, okay. I had to let lots of things go. Well, Renet was my sixth attempt. Yeah, wow. <laughs> Which meant there it was go. five others I had to let go. They just weren't yeah. working. Yeah. But it didn't change what I was trying to do. It didn't mm -hmm. change where I was trying to go. It didn't change the systems and what I believed in. You know, mm -hmm. it, it nearly did. Imagine if I'd have got a job. So glad I didn't get a job. Yes. So it, <laughs> it nearly changed everything, right? But the point was, you know, it, it didn't. And I managed to pull through. So, yeah. you know, everything, I'm a big believer in, remember we spoke about that gut instincts. I'm a big mm -hmm. believer in everything happens for a reason. The good times and the bad times and the bad times, especially the ones that go, okay, well, Scotty, something's happening for a reason. It's telling you something. Mm -hmm. What are you going to do? Oh, so much good stuff here. I could talk to you for hours, but I know we're at a limited time, but I do want to talk about the magnetic effect that you spoke yep. about in the book. I love that because I, I believe it's about energy and at the core of it. So tell, and again, guys, it's in the book. You got to go get it links below or above wherever it is. Scotty is the bomb. All right. So tell us about that magnetic effect that you spoke about in the book. Well, that's in the sugar and cream system, right? So that's where, you know, we know all the creamy kind of people. There's a lot of sugary kind of people out there that are motivated and enthusiastic and trying to achieve and they're learning and developing as opposed to some of the cream that just sits on the top, you know, which is fine. I'm not, nothing wrong with the creamy kind of people. My, my advice, and it's in the book, is become the spoon. Start motivating <laughs> people. Start encouraging people. You know, start stirring things up, right? Don't sit on the top. Do something. You know, you're good. So anyway, become the sugar so, and stay the sugar. And that then also includes things like RPD and CPD, which you'll have to read the book for. So avoiding those. But more importantly, you spoke about the magnetic effect. So people like being around people that are doing things and achieving things. That environment, people like that. And it's being a sugary kind of person is, is like a magnetic effect. You know, you become the honey in a sense that people want to be near you and with you and go on a journey with you. So, you know, when you combine it all up, the book starts with attitude, with positive mental attitude in business judo. And it goes time duplication, the business of thirds, the rule of 100, and it ends with attitude because sugar and cream, as much as it's a system, is also very much so an attitude. Oh, I love that so much, an attitude. So these are the core as well of who you are, who you need to become in order to be success successful in uh, your business, but also in life. I think that you can take these skills and implement them into your life. Do you feel that you're using your business skills in your personal life as well, like positive mental attitude and 
be the spoon and all that good stuff <laughs> with your with your family perhaps yeah and it's true you know these aren't just these aren't necessarily business people it doesn't say how to be successful in business True. you know and, and i start with the book saying depending on what your definition of success is but this is how you'll achieve it working smarter rather than harder Mm-hmm. you know yeah and their totally. systems it's not how to make a million dollars in 100 days it's systems you implement for the next 10 years that are going to yeah. continue to make your life better and smarter so you'll achieve mm-hmm. twice as much in half the time you know it's yeah. not that's what the systems are so it's not it's not hey laura this is how you put time duplication into your business no no what i say is time duplication is important in your business what are you doing to do time duplication whether you're a mechanic whether you're a builder whether you're in hospitality it doesn't matter what industry you're in what are you doing for time duplication as an example? Yeah, I love that so much. So oh, there's so much good stuff in here. So someone who's there's maybe new in their business, like how would you, how would you suggest to, for them? Like new in their business, you're reading this book. Where do I start? <laughs> yeah, new in business. Look, you know, that's a little bit harder because a lot of mm. these systems work for someone who's established in okay. business because they get it better. It yeah. hits home more. Yeah. But in saying that, I had these systems in the 90s. And I started a company wanting to make sure these systems lived. And that was became the driving light for me. So, mm-hmm. and then when in 2018, when I'd sold the business and retired, I woke up one morning and went, wow, all those things I tried to achieve when I left the insurance business in 2000 worked. Like, wow, I actually, I pulled it off. I went full cycle from, from no business, no concept to concept to startup to actually having a business to entrepreneurial journey and exiting and retiring at the age of 46, completely financially independent or in a sense, financially wealthy. That's it. Job done. I went, wow, you mean to say that actually worked? Wow. That's pretty cool. Right. And that was in 18. So it's taken until now to actually manage to put it into a book, uh, (laughs) which is, you know, I've got more coming. So there's the one, the three, the seven of system one, three, five, seven, but this is the five systems. You know, there's definitely the five systems. And then I'm going to do a sales book and so on as well. You know, so I'm going to do a full series of books for people to be able to read and catch up. But this was a foundation. These five systems are a foundation of how I grew that company. So if you're starting in business right now, the sooner you get your systems in place, the better. And then stick to your systems, stick to them. And that doesn't mean, you know, creating a a folder with with an alphabet in it, A, B, C, D as a system. Systems can be alive. They can be, they can be uh, fluent and they can breathe and they can change and they can evolve, but the underlying system doesn't have to change. So the business of thirds and the rule of 100, you may recall actually they just exist. It's up to you to tap into those systems. They actually just that. exist. You don't ever need to evolve, but it's like, well, what am I doing from my checkpoints? The first 100 seconds, the first 100 minutes, the first 100 hours, what am I doing? So if you haven't got your own system, there's ones in there for you. But the sooner you start your business and start running it off systems for success, the more success you'll have. And I'm not talking about today. I'm talking about for the next five or 10 or 15 years. The systems will keep driving your business. I love that. And so let's, I think there's a few more questions before we end this episode today, but oh my goodness, what's at the heart of the business? So, because you spoke about like, you know, being magnetic and you're the spoon and you're like, you know, stirring everyone and creating this amazing culture, but like that you are the leader, you're the CEO of the company, you're you're the business owner with employers or whatever the situation. How do you create that 
energy, that magnetic uh, greatness that everyone wants to be around because you are very vibrant. You are very, I know that you said you maybe weren't confident before, but now you are through business. Um, well, whatever, success but, creates confidence. Yeah, they, there you go. <laughs> success creates confidence. So how do you create that is it love? Is it the energy of love that you need? Is that is it that drive, that excitement to create a business and that's infectious in other people? Like what's the juju that keeps it all together and thriving in like a big machine? Well, it's a good question, you know. Um, so number one in system 1357 is, is you and people first, yeah. people over everything. At all times, it's always about people. I mean, you can't, you can't drink from an empty cup. So you've got to fill your cup first, right? You know, and the same old plane, you know, the, in case of emergency, put on your mask first, then you can help others. You know, I was in the fire brigade for eight years and, you know, the most important people on the fire ground weren't the people we were rescuing, it was us. Because without us, yeah. there's no one to rescue anyone else or put the fire out or do whatever. It's yeah. not that, you know, so it starts with people first. So anyway, once I knew what I wanted and what I wanted to achieve, then it was about developing other people. It was about creating an environment for them to succeed in too. How do I get the most potential out of someone while they're with me because staff aren't going to stay forever. In fact, the good ones will go on and start their own company and do something else. That's just the way it works. Just like you have, I have, everyone else has. The yeah. good ones aren't going to stay. It's my responsibility to get the best out of them as they go. And that doesn't mean whip them like a horse. It means create an environment where they want to succeed as well. And if they do, they'll probably stay anyway. So mm -hmm. I, my retention was really high for staff because mm -hmm. I created the environment they wanted to stay in. So that's basically what it's all about. So if you ask me, it's the same as the sales conversation. You actually create an environment for people to buy. You don't actually sell anything. People buy. So you create an environment where they want to buy from you. And it's the same as leadership in business and creating that environment, whether it's for customers or staff or the team. You know, how do I create an environment where they want to stay? Love what that. do they want? And it they starts buy. with them first. I love that. They buy you. It's a trusted relationship. So build those trusted relationships, gratitude, and life is your oyster, right? Yeah. And I think I wrote about it in the book that my, my most important clients weren't actually my clients. They were my staff. That's great. Yeah. So I'd go to work every day to make sure the staff were happy because yeah. they were dealing with thousands of clients. Yeah. Now, it wasn't Joy me happiness. that had to go deal with thousands anymore. It was them. So I'm going, well, okay, I'll go to work every day what do you guys need you know so i yeah. in the three in system one three five seven is conditions actions and needs so every day i go to work go well you know what's happening what are you doing what do you need yeah and i did that for the entire business that's probably the next book i'm going to write the, the three the can so doing the can analysis mm -hmm. but that's all i did so that was my most important and once i did that well as the boss i could go surfing for the rest of the day if i wanted to because yeah. everyone's doing what they need to do right unless there's something that was urgent or some goals i need to achieve or meetings i'd pre-booked Everything yeah. was in control and everyone was happy. happy. Like I say, not all the time, yeah. but every, everyone was happy, right? Everyone, yeah. okay, I'm, I know what I'm doing. I know what I need to do. I'm just going to go and do it. That's that environment that you create. They're there because they want to and there because they want to succeed, not because they have to or because you told them. I love that. Scotty, you are such a true, amazing leader. I'm going to read all your books. I'm super excited. You are just an inspiration to people in the business world because you fill up your cup, you love your family, you go surfing and you just love to build these businesses and 
as a result, you've put it into a book and now you're sharing it with so many people around the world. So I thank you so much. So how do we get a hold of you, Scotty? Uh, look, LinkedIn's become, because I like the business side of LinkedIn. It's a business platform. So for me, that appeals. So I'm not an Instagram influencer, you know, <laughs> nothing wrong with those people. There's a business in that, but that's just not me. I like business people because I like people out there having a go, going the extra mile, trying to achieve their goals. So I relate to business a lot, like a lot, totally 100% business person. So LinkedIn's the best. Uh, or obviously they can just search my name. There's only one Scotty Schindler in the world, by the way. There you I go. Make sure of that. And we're There's talking plenty of Scots, but only one Scotty with the Y. That's it. Love so that. I changed my name from Scott to Scotty because all my friends called me Scotty. So I changed <laughs> it officially to Scotty. When I retired, I said, oh, I can be Scotty. I'm the only one in the world that's actually Scotty. <laughs> I love that so much. <laughs> well, I just say your name, Scotty, and it lights me up. I'm just happy saying it. So I just knew you were going to be fun to talk to today. So I really appreciate you so much. And final words from Scotty Schindler. Well, look, one of my favorite lines was, and I got this from myself when I was young, you know, but if you're worth it and you can prove it, you'll get paid it. So if you're worth it and you can prove it, you'll get paid it. See, it's, and that's all about that action. Get in, prove that you're worth it and you'll get paid it. So... So good. Dive in, figure it out and have fun along the way. Scotty, it was an honor and a pleasure. I'm privileged. Everyone go follow him. Links are below. LinkedIn. He's amazing. Go buy his book. I will put, I've said it so many times, you guys, it's so good. It's that good. Thank you so much for tuning in today. And remember, keep on sparkling from inside out because you are special and you are worth it. Thanks everyone. This is the I Am Laura podcast show, where sparkling inside out will empower our tomorrow.